Welcome back to episode two of the NP Dude. Thanks for tuning in again. And I hope my introduction made some sense to some people and get, sheds a little bit of light on who I am and where I'm coming from and my point of view and all that good stuff. Today I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that I have some personal experience with in my background. And I'm going to hold off and have a couple of guest people coming in to um, my studio, which is my basement office. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, what it's like to be an NP student and our clinical experiences and, and those things, which I can't wait to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. But today, because it's just me, you get just me. So there's going to be a, a good number of these shows where I'm going to be just talking into a microphone and, and dumping my brain about things that I'm seeing and, and, are, and are count, encountering and, and things of that nature. And today I want to talk a little bit about what it takes to get your clinical sites. And I see a number of people on Facebook and um, through some of the websites that I, that I belong to, AAMP and, and uh, OAAPN, which is our Ohio Nurse Practitioner uh, Group, so to speak. And some of the things that I see are, you know, how do I get my clinicals? My school isn't providing them, and I don't know what to do, and I don't know how to act, and I don't know what I should do. What, sh what should I do? And we had to get our own clinical sites at Malone, which is where I went to my graduate school. And as such, when I started there, I thought I was going to be getting some more guidance, to be honest with you. I thought when, you know, they, they've done this before, they've got a list, we, you know, you know, we find our own, but, you know, they've got extra help if need be. And they did that, but they struggled to really find people that couldn't find their own clinical sites. And I was lucky enough to find my own clinical sites. And I'm going to tell you the secret. The secret is talk to everybody you meet. You would be surprised at the number of people that know an NP and the NPs are just hiding under the radar, hoping nobody asks them, but they'll step up if they're asked. And so talk to everybody, talk to the cashier at the checkout at the grocery store, talk to your doctor, talk to your pediatric kids, pediatrician, talk to everyone, you know, family members, grandpa, grandma, everybody goes to a doctor and almost every doctor's office nowadays has at least an NP or a PA or someone that they know. And you can always go and shadow with a physician. Now, I did some of that. I went through and exercised family members and got several of my clinical sites doing that. But I also found two clinical sites that were, I think, a little bit novel way of going about doing it. And it was more of a professional way that I would have done uh, back in my old engineering slash attorney days. And what I did to find one clinical site was I went in with you know business casual dress and I walked in with a resume. And I told the, the, the lady at the front desk, I'm not here for a job. I'm looking for a clinical site, and here is my resume. Could you please provide this to Dr. So-and-so? I looked him up on the Internet, and I'm really impressed with whatever he does, whatever the clinical site would be. And do some homework on it. Find out who they are. Find out what they do. Make sure that you even want to go there. And I did this several times to one site in particular that I really wanted to go to, and because I kept going back, I think it was the third time uh, with my resume dressed in nice clothes and walking in and, and saying hi, the lady remembered me who, when, when I went to the counter and um, gave my resume again. She goes, well, let me go check again. I'm not sure. And every time it was kind of a, well, maybe. 
And she came out and she was shocked. She's like, he said, yes, he said, absolutely. Yes. He goes, he never does it this way. So I think persistence is, is one thing. But the other thing is that people call and you call and you call and you call and you talk to who, who, who do you talk to when you call? You're going to talk to the office manager. The office manager does not have time to deal with what you're doing. You need to get to the provider and the provider's gatekeeper is the office manager. So you're never going to get through when you call. You physically got to get out and go. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced unless you know the person and they're going to say, yeah, I'll do it. You need to go physically into the space and try to corner someone that has authority to do it. In, in other words, the provider themselves. So that was one. And, and just a side note, when I did that clinical, it was probably one of the best experiences of my life. And I think it was because of the, the tone that I set in how I went in professionally. I was polite and I wore nice clothes and, and, you know, just you set the tone early and it just, it was a great, great experience and really wanted to work there. Unfortunately, just couldn't, couldn't make that happen. Um, the other clinical site was through, but believe it or not, my kid's Taekwondo instructor was the office manager of a internal medicine practice. And, and I just happened to be talking to her and said, look, I'm looking for a clinical. And she goes, yeah, I'll hook you up. So that just goes to show that you need to talk to everybody. You need to tell anybody and everybody who you are, what you're doing and what you need. And you would be surprised at the opportunities that are out there. So that's, that was kind of my short tidbit about that. Now, when, when you call on the phone and don't, I'm trying not to dissuade that because you do need to do it, but you're, you're calling and you're one of 50. So I would call and just get information about who the office manager is, who, um, uh, who the practice practitioners might be if they're not on their website, get information about the office itself. Okay. And then when you go in, keep your eyes open, look around. If everybody's running around crazy, do you even want to do a clinical there? I mean, you take what you can get, I guess, but if they're running around crazy, how much attention are they going to be able to spend teaching and you learning from them instead of just being pulled in six different directions, right? So that's another thing is just be observant of the surroundings when you're doing that. One of the things I find important when you do call and you leave a message to the office manager and you, you tell them your name and here's, here's what I always do. And this is, this used to frustrate me in business all the time. Somebody would call and this would be a typical voicemail nurses. I don't know if this, this is something in business people just don't do or nurses in particular, but do, this is what I would hear. Hi, this is Jeff. Um, here's my message. Call me back. Here's my number. Bye. Well, by the time you say all that and you say the number, I, I can't keep up and I got to replay it four times. I am not going to replay a, a student's message twice. So when you leave your message, you say your name again at the end. Again, this is Jeff. Here's my number. Say it slowly and clearly. And just in case you didn't get it, here's it. Here's my number again. And you say it again. That way, if they're writing your number down, they are sure to get your number. If you don't do that, people miss it all the time. I know I used to get people calling me to ask for a job all the time. They'd say my number, delete. I can't keep up with it. I'm not going to go listen to your, unless I really have a need. And guess what? Nobody needs a student to come in and follow and work in your office. They really don't. It's extra work for everybody. So you're actually creating a problem for the office in, in by problem. I'm, I'm being facetious, but I, I, I mean that in, in a way, a problem to me in business is I'm not going to get paid, but it, it takes me more time and energy. That's a problem. Now, if you were creating a solution for them, they wouldn't call you right back. It wouldn't be a problem. You would, you would, you'd have an in, but you're not. And students don't, you're a problem. So the, the goal there is leave your good message 
Be very clear. Now, here's the key, the key to that. When you go into the office, physically go into the office with your resume, you can now say, hey, is Joan here or whoever the office manager is and say, well, she, you know, I left her message, you know, a week ago and I didn't hear back. So I just figured I'd come on in. Guess what? You just shown in initiative that 40 people that have called her didn't. Okay. So then what's the next step? What you know her name, right? So the office people in the front are like, oh yeah, he kind of knows what's going on. They're more apt to get you to the gatekeeper if you know who the person is and that you've talked to them or you've left a message or things like that. Sometimes they blow you off, whatever. You can't you can help that. But I think I talked to probably 30 or 40 different offices to get my clinical sites just because I wanted to go and see who was around. And, and it was for selfish reasons. I wanted to see what these offices were like because when I graduated, I wanted to know whether I wanted to send them a resume for real, whether I really wanted to work there or not. So those are my tips. I know this is only about a nine, ten minute audio file, but those are some of the things I did and some of the suggestions I make as a profession professional. If you really want to get clinical experience and good clinical experience, it takes a lot of energy to find the right ones. And if you're just trying to skate through, just just use a contact and get in wherever you can get in. But um, I, I I would have still gone and, and visited all those offices because I didn't know all of them. I wanted to see what their offices looked like and how they acted and how their office staff looks and all that good stuff. So thanks again for tuning in. I hope this wasn't a disjointed podcast. I know it's early in my in my career doing this, so I appreciate the uh, feedback. I appreciate any comments or concerns. Again, I'm still looking for a lot of new episodes, so please fill out the comment section on either my Facebook page or on thenpdude.com. And I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening and tune in again.